that was pretty incredible because it wasn't like it was just me that saw this. The entire tour group, including the tour guide. Now, she was a young girl, and she looked at everybody, and she said, well, that was a first. <laughs> And Kristen are better known as the Vogel Twins! Yay! Uh, today's guest is Rita Schmidt. Yes, guys, she is a reoccurring guest. Yes! We're so excited to have you back on. And for those who don't know her, she's a natural-born psychic and has been a professional tarot reader for over 25 years. In addition to doing private readings, psychic parties, and corporate events, one of her passions is teaching classes and workshops on a variety of metaphysical topics. Helping others develop their natural psychic abilities is both exciting and rewarding to her. She has always been fascinated by the power, metaphysical properties, and the beauty of crystals and is now a certified crystal therapist. Rita, I'm so happy you're here today. I know, me too. It's so good to see you again. I'm so happy too, and thank you so much for having me back. Oh my god, of course. No, we're so excited. We talked about this a little off the mic. We're just like... Everyone loved you. So it was in very high demand to have you back. And it yeah. just only seems appropriate to like just have you back on. I Everyone know. just loved you. We love you. Like, you're such a nice... I feel like we became really good friends after that episode. I know. <laughs> I, I feel that, that too. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have you on again. And we honestly just can't wait to get started. But for those who don't know you yet, mm-hmm. and, you know, I know that you've already been on the podcast. On season one, episode 11, Rita's Reading, mm-hmm. we talked about your abilities and what it means to to be a psychic, but we kind of want to give the people, the newer listeners, yeah, exactly what you do, and you know, kind of interested in the whole mediumship. Can you explain that to us? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, first, let me just explain what mediumship is. So, mediumship yes. is the ability to connect with those that have crossed over, and I'm really going to just pare this down very simply. Um, mm-hmm. What you basically are doing is you're raising your vibration; the other side lowers theirs, and we meet in the middle. Hence, the term medium. Mm-hmm. Um, All mediums are psychic, but not all psychics are mediums. So mediumship is is a bit of a special separate thing other than possessing psychic abilities. I'm actually right now, I am not currently functioning as a medium any Mm -hmm. longer. It was taking a serious drain on my energy. Uh, My goal has been now to teach others to connect with their loved ones on the other side so they don't have to pay a medium. (laughs) <laughs> but visiting haunted places and things like that is still very much in my wheelhouse because that's just something that I do because I enjoy it without mm-hmm. the pressure and the constant every day, you know, yeah. doing the readings. So it was a little bit much yeah. for me, but that's basically the difference. It has to do with building a bridge and, and having a, mm-hmm. a communication with those that have crossed over. That's amazing. And I'm Mm -hmm. so glad that you mentioned that you go on these trips because that's why we're having you on today. I know. It's because you did talk about that with us on our latest, uh, on the last episode with you, how you kind of briefly mentioned that you went to the saloon and you could smell the uh, whiskey. And like you were talking about going to these locations and we wanted to dive deeper into the different locations that you've been to. Yeah. Gosh, this girl has traveled to a lot of places. I know. Just to go to these haunted I, spots and kind of connect. I know. And the thing is that like makes me super excited about this episode in particular was the fact that this was these conversations were talked about off mic. Yeah. So th- so when we had had our first episode with her, we were like you know, obviously pretty much after the episode ended, we were hanging out for like another hour, just like talking and catching up. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. And, but the thing is, these were stories that like no one got to hear on the, on air. So yeah. we're like, we need to have her back and talk about these places. So I am excited for you to kind of tell our audience about these haunted locations. And I'm curious about the first, like, I guess, location you want to dive into. Sure. Uh, I guess the first one I'll dive into is a place that I've been going to back since the 1980s. And that would be Salem, Massachusetts. Um, of course, I'm sure you all know the story of the people that were persecuted for witchcraft that weren't even witches yeah. and, you know, all of that. But aside from that, there are certain locations within the town itself that have a lot of activity. And one of them is the Hawthorne Hotel. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. old hotel, kind of right smack dab in the middle of town. It's had previous fires. It was rebuilt. But I've had the distinct pleasure of staying there on more than one occasion. Now, what I like to do before I go to a spot, I, if I have an area in mind, if I want to go to an area, first thing mm-hmm. I do is just see if there's any known haunted locations. I don't want mm-hmm. to know 
who's supposed to be there. I don't want to know any of that because I like to just go in and see what I feel. Yeah. So I don't research before I go. That spoils the fun for me. But if they do have specifically haunted rooms, when I do my booking, I will ask the desk. Um, I've heard that there might be some activity right. at your location. <laughs> right. Are there any yeah, specific like rooms? And yeah. in the Hawthorne Hotel, um, the biggie is room 325. Uh, I've stayed there on more than one occasion. It's actually two rooms, two bedrooms connected by a bathroom, kind of like a suite. Now... The first time I stayed there, you know, you don't know what to expect. You hear it's haunted, no, and yeah. I've been to places yeah. that are purported to be haunted, and I have felt nothing. This particular hotel, first of all, when you go into the lobby, you feel that there's energy there, just in the lobby, oh. before I even got up to the room. I could just sense it. Yeah. Room 325. <laughs> Let's see. Where do I begin? <laughs> uh, one, of my <laughs> one of my stays, <laughs> um, the faucet in the bathroom would just periodically turn on and turn off all by itself. And I don't mean a trickle. I mean full-fledged turning, turning on water. Uh, my feet were touched during sleep. No. Now, the, this isn't me even actively trying to go in and connect and communicate. Mm -hmm. I'm just mm -hmm. talking about paranormal activity that was just there without even trying in the middle of the day. It doesn't, it wasn't that day. it had to be at night, middle of the day. Um, my television kept going on and going off. That was that was one of the just one of the trips. So Second I have a trip question about that sure. actually, if you don't mind. So something I'm curious about is like those kind of interactions with like the spirits. Mm -hmm. Are these friendly encounters or are they like trying to like send you a message? Like what is the purpose of them sending you these signals? Or like, like yeah, like it seems the petrifying on. to me, but I know that you're obviously used to it. Yeah. Like I would run out of that room in a as heartbeat. As soon as yeah, as soon as that faucet turned on, I'd be like, I'm out. Yeah, I'm totally <laughs> you know, out. Like what, like, I what hear is your interpretation of these? Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it's funny because I cannot watch a scary movie. Can't do it. What? Scary movies. Did not tell us. I this. am really serious. <laughs> scary movies terrify me. Yeah. But these real experiences, I honestly do not find frightening at all. Because I understand what it is. But in a scary movie, the way they hype it up and the music and everything else is like I can't even watch. <laughs> it's so much different. It's so much different than the actual reality. So yeah. is it a negative thing? No. It's not that you're feeling negative energy, but you're definitely feeling energy. And a spirit mm -hmm. on the other side, one of the easiest things that they can do and manipulate is electricity. That's why on a lot of investigations, equipment will go, it'll get faulty, batteries that are brand new, in cameras will drain, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, because there were purported, um, there's been purported activity in that place for a long time, and a lot of it has to do with water, uh, other room, there's been toilets flushing. I didn't experience that. But mm. because there were fires on that property, and now you're having water being turned on, okay? So the way I feel is that's, that's a spirit's way of saying douse the fire, douse the fire, okay? Um, there's no actual evidence of anyone having died in that room. There were rumors somebody oh. committed suicide. I didn't feel that. What I felt okay. was residual activity, what I would call energetic imprints that are left on a place, okay? So it wasn't like I was doing any active communicating, but the activity was all over the place. Now, the, another time when I went, I took a trip for my 50th birthday, same hotel, same rooms, with my mother, my younger daughter, and my aunt. Now, my aunt, not real into the paranormal, and I don't really say too much, but she knows me. So yeah. <laughs> she and my mom were staying in one room. I'm in the other room with my daughter with the adjoining bathroom. One of the, one of the afternoons, we're each in our rooms, and my bathroom door, I see the doorknob turn, and I'm like, well, that's weird. They didn't knock coming through the bathroom. The door opens. I get off the bed because we were just sitting watching TV. I get off the bed. As I do that and I look through the bathroom, I see the other door is opening, and my aunt is standing there. And at the same time, we're like, why did you open the door? Neither one of us opened the door. There was no, no breeze. There was no wind. It wasn't like the door flew open. I could visibly see the doorknob turning, opening. On the other side of the bathroom in her room, her 
her door, separate door, her door, she sees it opening, and we're both thinking at the same time, well, that's rude. What if I was in the shower? You know, <laughs> it's, you know, it so was rude. Meanwhile, <laughs> not knock. we're yeah. both standing there looking at each other through the bath, you know, across the bathroom, and we're like, yeah. did you do that? And she's like, no, did you do that? So that was one experience. Oh my also, God. I'm actually curious mm-hmm. though. Sorry, I'm gonna. I just want to ask one yeah. more question about sure. that because you mentioned that this is like energy. Yes. So is this like is this kind of like a like a? Cause you're saying that they can like open a door. Is mm-hmm. this kind of like a loop of a memory? Like it's like. Do you know what I mean by that? Like, do, like, or are they trying to be like you know? Oh hey, like like what makes them yeah. stuck in that moment there? Like why aren't they like moving around? You know? Like I'm yeah. kind of curious about that. Is this like a and memory also, of somebody? And also, I want to just throw out there too. I always felt like I was safe during the day. And now oh. I don't feel safe. Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell now you something. Now I feel like Activity I am now going to You have to realize they're not on the yeah. same clock that we're on. Okay. Oh, that's a good Time point. is completely different on the other side. It moves much more rapidly. Mm. So it's not okay. necessarily that they're going to turn around and say, okay, it's haunting it's time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't work that way. Okay, noted. That's true. It doesn't work that way. So you can have, in certain areas, you can have heightened activity in broad daylight. It's amazing. And the door, it was daylight. It was not dark out. Um, So what you were seeing earlier, Mm. a lot of it, I'm sure you've heard the term poltergeist. And those are the type of entities on the other side. They're more... They're more fun. They're a little mischievous. They want you to know they're there. They'll move things around. You know, it's not a scary, terrifying haunting or possession. It's not about that. It's just about energy. And if they can manipulate things, they will if they if they have that ability. Now, the same the same trip. Mm -hmm. uh, (laughs) The next day, my Aunt Lynn, the (laughs) non-believer, she wakes up. I'm serious with this one. And her hair is completely tousled. Now, she's sharing a room with my mom. She thinks that my mom played a joke on her and tousled her hair in the middle of the night. And these, they're sisters. And my mother is like, I would never do that. My <laughs> aunt felt somebody doing this in the night in her hair. No. Thought it was my mom. Don't ask me why she would think my mom would do that, but she did. <laughs> Okay, now we were there for a few days. Another evening, we heard what sounded like knocking on the, on the, on the wall. Mm. Went outside, there's no one in the hallway. My aunt took pictures and there were orbs everywhere in those rooms. Wow. It, was, it was incredible. Another night that we were there, I woke my daughter up. She heard scratching inside the walls. Now, we're not talking mice. You know, they scamper. It was actual, like, it it sounded like nails on a chalkboard, but it was coming from the wall behind our bed. So, like I said, these are just just a few examples, but it makes your stay that much more fun and interesting. And I don't know. I feel like I would have mischievous, been. but to me, it's like, what are you trying to tell me here? I know. Like, honestly, like, I was like, I would have left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I give you I so, give much, you so credit much credit for credit. your bravery. But, like, the I thing, mean, granted, too, though, I feel like, I mean, also, too, like, I obviously don't have that sense of, like, knowing if it's friendly or not. So mm-hmm. I just go into, like, panic mode. panic mode of, like, I don't know what you're trying to tell me, but it doesn't sound great with the chalkboard scratching. Like, yeah. and again, that's associated with like the movies that we watch, you know, right. I mean? like they have this sort of idea that 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 sound is a negative. So I'm but like, I oh, like I don't know. that you say that it's a mischievous thing because it mm-hmm. seems more playful when you yeah. say it that way, because it, it is like opening a door is harmless. I don't know how I feel about the scratching on the wall <laughs> or the tossle <laughs> of the hair. I'd be pretty upset know. by that. Yeah. Seriously, my aunt, her face in the morning. She's just like, I look can't. at my hair. And it wasn't like yeah. she had a, 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 not a restful sleep. She said she yeah. had a great night's sleep. And she thought mm-hmm. that my mom did it to relax her before bed, which my mother would never do. <laughs> my <laughs> poor mom was like, Rita, I swear, I, I did nothing. And I said, I know you didn't do anything. And then yeah. actually since that trip, my aunt has seriously come around in many ways. Aww, now she's awesome. really into it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I love it. But back years ago... I know. She's, that's I know. 11 years I, ago that we did that. So 
Oh my god. Yeah. And I'm curious when you have those interactions like where they're playful, are you ever gonna are you ever trying to communicate with them or like want to know what their message is? Or are they just trying to be like you said, be playful and just And just let them kind of do what they're doing. Well, I'll be very honest with you. On that particular trip, because of my aunt, I was not going to actively only because I knew that my aunt wouldn't want to come back into the room if she heard anything negative. Oh, so, oh, that's a good you know, yeah, you know what I mean? So honestly, <laughs> yeah. I didn't. And the previous trip, because it was two rooms, I was with other people as well. When I'm just mm. by myself or with my husband, yeah, I have no problem doing that. But on this particular trip, and my daughter was in her teens, um, right now she's very into all of that. But back then, not as much. And I, it, it, mm. my, my purpose wasn't to actively communicate and frighten anyone but my purpose was yeah. let's just see if I'll get the activity that I had the first time and I got more yeah <laughs> so for me it was very gratifying but people that travel with me um pretty much know that I'm not going to just go to an average place if yeah. it's not haunted it really doesn't it doesn't interest me very much <laughs> yeah yeah I mean, I so we had you on. We knew you'd have stories. <laughs> with an exception. Now, I have a, I have a good yeah. quick one. For, well, not that quick. Yeah, yes. please. I have to tell you this. 2019, my daughter got married in Las Aww. Vegas, wanted to do a vacation in Sedona, Arizona. Uh, the purpose to de-stress, you know, stress mm-hmm. of the wedding, relax from what I do, and go yeah. and get a massage and all metaphysical stuff. So it had yeah. nothing to do with going to a haunted place. It was about mm-hmm. retreat. Mm-hmm. So it was um, my husband and a very dear friend of mine. We all went away together. And we went on a pink Jeep tour. I don't know if you've heard of those, but they take oh, you yes. up through the it Red Rocks. Super cute. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. So my, that, my Jeep, <laughs> yeah, my Jeep driver um, was just talking about the area. Oh, interesting things to do in the area. And he said, oh, you guys should check out Jerome, Arizona. Uh, it's an old mining town, cute shops and everything else, and you should go. So now remember, I went to de-stress. I didn't find out about anything that might be haunted on this trip. This was just mm-hmm. about getting away. But it sounded like a cool town. So yeah. we left the pink Jeep tour. We were done. It's like <clears throat> 10.30 in the morning. We get in the car. We're like, hey, let's try the town. First of all, it's beautiful. It's got a 5,000-foot elevation where you can see Arizona. You can see mountains everywhere. It's just Ooh, breathtaking drive. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful, it's a yeah. tiny, tiny little town. Now, I know nothing about this town. I absolutely zero. Didn't, didn't find out about it. Don't know anybody who went there. We just went because the driver said, check it out. Yeah. Well, we get into the town. We park the car, and we're walking around, and I'm like, broad daylight. And I'm like, <laughs> I am, I am, like the hair stands, and I'm, my hair is standing yeah. up on my arms right now. I'm walking through this town, and I am feeling energy I don't know where to go I don't know where to look so there's there's this row of shops and little eateries we go into this one shop and I'm like this is this this is this is a town where the saloon story happened that we're, we're oh, going to go into no. a little more detail but this yeah. particular shop one of the first shops I actually walked in it's called the Nellie Bly it's a kaleidoscope shop and interestingly enough, it's actually now owned by the woman that did the voice for Lucy in Peanuts, but I digress. I don't know this at the time. I don't know any of this. I yeah. walk into the shop with them and I'm like, I have to go to the back of the I have to go to the back. I have to go to the back. So they're looking at me like, aren't you gonna look at any of the merchandise? And I'm like, no, I really need to go to the back. So I go to the back and I'm I'm drawn to this window and I'm standing there and I'm looking up at the side of the building, but I'm looking mm. upstairs. And I'm getting this, all these impressions of alcohol and some violence. And, I, and I'm just standing there on vacation, not trying to do anything. They finally come and find me. I'm riveted in front of this window. And I start going off about these impressions that I'm getting. There's a woman. She's, she's getting smacked around. I'm smelling alcohol. And come to find out that this building was the home of a woman named Jenny. I can't remember her last name. She was the biggest madam in Jerome, which was a copper mining town back in the Old West. It was known as the wickedest town in the West. Now, I know none of this. This I found out later. So anyway, this woman ran a bordello, and of course, because the miners, the copper miners would get drunk, beat up on the women, and this woman died subsequently 
was murdered in another town, but I was feeling her energy and the energy of the prostitutes that worked upstairs. And like I said, I'm going off on all of this stuff, and my husband, who knows to trust me, <laughs> goes, we'll have to find yeah. out. Yeah. Now I table that. Now we go outside and we go down to another store. I walk into this gift shop, and I'm smelling booze. And I'm like this, does anybody else smell alcohol? And my, my girlfriend's like, I don't smell anything. My husband, I don't smell anything. And I said, okay, I have to go downstairs. It's a two-level shop. I go downstairs, and I'm smelling it heavy. And I'm hearing people arguing. And it, a gunshot, all, the, I'm, I'm all this stuff. I go down. And now I'm so wrapped up in my images, sometimes I, I lose where I am and I'm back in the day. Come to find out, <laughs> this tunnel, there's a tunnel down there that's still there. They have a plaque. This was where, during Prohibition, they smuggled in all the booze through this tunnel. Okay? The downstairs of this shop was a speakeasy, and the man w there was a murder. A man was shot. Like... 10 feet from where I'm standing. And I know none of this. Now, oh, so sick. <laughs> like oh I said, God. I am going shopping. I'm going to have yeah, one. <laughs> trying to enjoy your day. <laughs> and I get these visions oh. of booze. <laughs> it, I, I'm telling you, I smelled it yeah. so strong. It was like somebody took a bottle and put it under my nose. And wow. they, know n they know enough now to trust me that they know I'm yeah. not crazy. And when I say I smell something or I feel something, but it was just, I wanted to make sure, I is it a real smell or is this something yeah. I'm connecting with? And once they said no, I flew down the stairs. I mean, this, I'm like, literally, I go running down the stairs and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, here, I have to be standing here. And, and then this whole thing, it was incredible. It was such an incredible wow. experience. Everywhere you walk in I that town. I know, me too. Now, we were only there for the afternoon because I didn't know about it. But there's also yeah. a hotel there called the Grand, uh, the Grand Hotel in Jerome. That is supposed to be the most haunted place in the town. I didn't even get to go there. I found all of this oh. out later. I will be back. But yeah. if anybody wants a great experience for not only the paranormal, <laughs> because you can yeah. also tour uh, some of the mines where the miners lost their lives and things like that. Oh, okay. um, it's a great artist community great little eateries it's tucked yeah. up on this hillside it is just it's just amazing i highly recommend it to anyone even if you're not into the paranormal but if you are yes. if you are if you know no we're check. going you i'm know going, going. But actually i awesome. want to ask you something about that experience though because you said it was such a strong presence kind oh, of yeah. like luring you into there yeah yeah because i do know that you obviously have practiced this you've studied this your whole life you yeah. know this whole world are these experiences something that you like when you hone in on it? Is it like just a like is this experience was like a calling for you, like that particular moment? Yeah. Like are these spirits or these energies like kind of like why is so much uh different experiences stronger than others? You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, it depends upon people. the personality when they were in the physical world. Oh. If you have shy, timid people in the physical world, they're harder to connect with. But that woman, oh. Jenny, the bordello owner. Oh, man, she was a presence. She had strong energy. She took, wow. excuse my language, she took nobody's yeah. name. I'll say BS. Yeah, I love it. Uh, I love she, it. I like she it. was very <laughs> strong, you know, and, yeah, um, know. and the guy, uh, apparently, uh, that had been murdered, he was another one. He was a badass. He was mm -hmm. a badass, you know, and these energies were strong. They were strong energies in the physical world. Hence, they're going to be strong energies on the other side. If you have a shy person that passed away, sometimes it's yeah. very difficult to communicate. And I've had that happen. And I'll say to somebody, my God, it's like pulling teeth to get them to speak. And they're like, oh, that's how they were. That makes sense. <laughs> so like, so some of these energies are just so strong. Now, they yeah. broke through my vacation relax mode, not <laughs> looking to connect. And they yeah. broke yeah. through like gangbusters that day. And it wow. was awesome. That it is really sounds cool. amazing. <laughs> I want to like be there in a moment because that's just so cool to even think that. Because like obviously I don't have an ability like that. Like or that's I just, hone in on or just it. I don't hone in on those kinds of things. But I find it so fascinating mm -hmm. that like that has happened to you. And oh, I yeah. just I'm just like mind blown, honestly. Yeah. Like I just because the thing is like you obviously that was an unintentional experience. Yes. You didn't go there with any kind of intention. Not even knowing. But like the places nope. that you do go for intention, let's say, mm -hmm. and you do want to connect. 
how do you prepare yourself? You know, like, is there any kind of preparation that you do or try to connect with someone or are you just kind of like, let it be? Like, I'm kind of curious about the process when you want to try to connect to someone. Mm -hmm. Well, if I'm staying in a place and I'm really looking to connect, the first thing you always want to do is protect yourself. Okay. You always want to bathe yourself in white light. If you're in a place Mm -hmm. where you're able to light a smudge stick, light it, but you can't always some of the hotels because no smoking or what have you. So then you can smudge yourself before you go into a building. Um, I've been very fortunate that I have never connected and I'm going to be very honest, never in all of the years have I connected with anything quote unquote evil because I don't allow that into my space. Have I connected with bad people? Yes. Have I connected with criminals? Mm -hmm. Yes. Have I connected with murderers? Yes. But they're not evil. It's not like some devilish evil thing. No, I've connected with people that have done very bad things. But I, I don't allow that, that horrific negativity into my space. And they know it. That's something I made very clear from the get-go. If my connecting is not for the greater good, or sometimes just my own amusement, I'm not <laughs> interested in connecting with you at all. I will not allow yeah. that. It will be blocked. That's the best way I can describe it. Every medium yeah. has their own process. But that's yeah. pretty much mine. And I'm always carrying my crystals with me you know, to keep me yes. grounded and, and things like that. So I'm very well yeah. protected in terms of that. Okay. And because I know that obviously you're a professional in this, for people, like you said earlier, like your daughter or your husband who like come with you, do they have to also do these precautions themselves? Or do you kind of like throw your positive energy or light onto them? Like how does that work with like a when group it, of people? Yeah. It depends upon if they're up for it. You know, if, they're, if they okay. want to be saged or what have you, yes. But I don't, the aura that I do is not just around myself. If I'm, if I'm doing it in the space, the entire space is protected. And I throw that mm-hmm. white light out to every corner of the room. Okay. So yeah, okay. it I just feel safe it spreads. With you. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So if we're with you, we're safe. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I feel good about that. No, and I've never brought home I've never brought home a bad entity or any of that. Mm. I mean really, I mean that would be very that, sensational yeah. and that might might, you know, make your podcast sound even better. But I must be <laughs> honest, like it doesn't no, happen. No, no, no. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't want that though. Like that's what also scares me too, going to these places and it's yeah. not that you protect yourself, but like, how does someone, like, is that possible for someone to, like, latch on to you and, like, bring that home if you're unaware of these things? Like, you're aware, you know? So people who can't protect themselves, like, is this, like, um, like an unintentional, like, haunting for them? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but do you well, know what I mean? Well, you mean if a, person I- if a person is unaware of their abilities and they're very psychically open, can that happen? Mm. It can. It doesn't necessarily oh. mean it's a negative thing. But, yes, okay. I've had people come to see me for mentoring sessions who have these abilities. They don't know how to hone their gift and they will have a spirit that keeps trying to connect with them and they don't know what to do about it and it can be frightening. So can that happen? Absolutely. And until you learn how to control it, that will continue to happen. But it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I, I, I get so uh, wrapped up in the scary movies. So like, I think I have this panic. But when you explain things to I me, know. Shannon, I can't do the scary there. movie, Shannon. I can't do I that. Know. I know. <laughs> no, no, this is why I have a fear. That's why I have a fear. But like, I really appreciate you educating us as you're telling these really cool stories. Yeah. But it's just like, you shouldn't be as scared as, it, as you think it is. Like, obviously, it's like the movies are the movies. Of course, they're exaggerated. But like, yeah. there are precautions to, you know, help yourself. Or if you do connect, it's not a bad connection. It could be a mischievous playful thing like you can't look at it as them like trying to harm you it's just an energy yeah. that's left behind which exactly i think is less intimidating yeah. in my opinion like when you say that it makes me more open to go but also make sure to protect myself because i do yeah i do get nervous about the negative energy coming yeah. away because we're pretty open-minded people and i'm just an open personality so that frightens me if someone <laughs> says because we went to salem ourselves too mm-hmm. but during like you know the holidays and stuff like that yeah, and, like yeah. when people would tell me there's a haunted place i was literally i was that person was like okay i'm gonna go the other way <laughs> well first I of all like, never go yeah. to salem it, never go to salem in october during haunted happenings that is oh, the yeah, worst time to go it's way too oh, crowded you have kids is. that are disrespectful to the process the best time mm-hmm. to go to salem is in the spring or in the summer just saying never go during haunted happenings it's just way too kitschy it's it's not really going to give you the true face of salem 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. In my that's in that. my opinion. No, I definitely agree. It was when we went we went around October and that yeah. was like it was so packed. Like it was I mean it was great like you know, it was fun for the season, but you definitely I don't think it's like very, you know. Like we couldn't get the cuz my obviously you know our sister very well. <laughs> Caitlin and, Caitlin, and she's up. very into it and she was the one who really wanted us to all, like she was like let's have a sister trip and like let's go to Salem and we wanted to you know do that we wanted to do our own like tower reading and like get some experiences in yeah, be fun. but because of the crowds nothing it was kind of awful so we I mean I don't want to say it was awful it was really yeah. lovely to just enjoy the town for what it was right. but we didn't the town is experience beautiful. that you're talking the yeah the town is, is super beautiful. cute yeah. yeah people it was like fun to get into the holiday spirit in a way but I agree with you. Going off season, you can get a different. I'm sure you can get a different side. That's oh my less, God, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. May, chaotic. June to me. Go in May or June. Those are the two best okay. months. I'm going back next month. I'll be there for yes. five days. But those oh. are the great times to go. It's not as crowded. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to book a reading, you can, and mm-hmm. you're able to pick up more of the energy of the space versus the mm-hmm. energy of the people that are there. If that makes any nice. sense. Yes, yeah. no, 100%. Yeah. And I know that you have other places that I really I want do. to highlight. <laughs> I know, I want to hear it. Take it I away, do, do. take it away. Uh, <laughs> um, a quick one uh, in um, yeah. Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania. There's a place there called the Old Jailhouse, and that's exactly what it is. It, it's an old jailhouse. Uh, I went literally on a ghost tour because it's closed many you know many of the months out of the year but then they open it and you can go in and you can take tours um in this particular jail uh, it's a coal mining area in pa in this particular jail they had arrested a lot of uh people that were members of what's called the molly mcguires now the molly mcguires were irish coal miners the molly mcguires was a secret society but they were irish coal miners and they were accused uh, of being terrorists in order to create better working conditions right they came from ireland for better work the irish were discriminated against all they could get down there were coal mining jobs they were treated horribly and these guys tried to unionize and things like that to get better working conditions and it was a very political thing. P.S. Without going into all of that, these guys mm-hmm. were put in jail. Now, when you go for the tour, first of all, the interior of the building, it's very old and it's very creepy. I'm not going to lie. It's a creepy place. <laughs> <laughs> it just it felt good to me. Now, yeah. I'm with my husband and my husband's sister. And we, we go on the tour. There's the gallows where these men were hanged. There's also a cell room. Uh, you're not allowed in the room any longer. You used to be. But one of the Molly Maguires, they, these guys defended their innocence av- and have since been cleared after they were executed. But uh-huh. he put his hand in the dirt. He put his pr- handprint on the wall, and he said that this will stay here always to prove my innocence. There's a little controversy over which one of the Molly Maguires it was. But anyway, various mm-hmm. wardens try to clear the print. It is there to this day. It is there. Now, they wouldn't let me in that cell, but I went around in the other cell and I jumped up on the cot to try to put my hands up on the wall to feel the energy. The energy was incredibly overwhelming. Now, uh, we go down to this dungeon area, pretty much, where they kept you in solitary down in the basement. Very chilling, very dark. I'm down there and I'm like, okay, I feel like somebody might be here, but I don't have anything strong yet. Tour's over. Now I have to go back upstairs. And I'm standing with my husband, and she wasn't my sister-in-law yet, but now she is. And I said, listen, I'm not done. And they're like, but the tour is over. So what I did (laughs) was I piggybacked. I snuck in to the next tour, and I stuck myself in the back. So now I have to wait and go through. They're waiting for me, and Mm -hmm. I jump onto this other tour. Nobody notices. I love it. And now, I'm again, I can't wait to get back downstairs. We go downstairs, they're talking about each of the cells, and when I say creepy, I'm talking this big, solid, concrete, oval door mm-hmm. with a little tiny peephole, and these doors were like this thick, no joke, and you're in this damp, dank basement. So we're all standing there now, I'm with a tour that's not mine, yeah. and as the tour guide is talking, we all hear it, the whole tour, one of these big doors from the cell, which is now closed, starts to open and you hear it now nobody's standing there this door no breeze this thing is like this thick and if anybody ever goes there you'll see what i'm talking about it's this thick and the door starts to open i'm there by myself and i'm like i knew it i jump into this i jump into the cell it's pitch dark one of the women from the tour is yelling oh my god she went in there (laughs) 
funny because oh everybody God. was scared and I couldn't yeah. wait to get in. So I'm standing there and I, I feel the presence of this of this prisoner who was put in there, all he was, all he could do was play cards. That's all he could do all day long was play cards. He's all by himself. He's in solitary. I started to get a strong connection, and now the tour guide isn't telling me I have to come out of no. my door. But yeah. anyway, that was pretty incredible because it wasn't like it was just me that saw this. The entire tour group, yeah. including the tour guide. Now, she was a young girl, and she looked at everybody, and she said, well, that was a first. <laughs> <laughs> to see this door I was gonna opening, say, yeah. it was, that was incredible. I mean, you, you just, you can't make that up. No yeah. wind blew this thick, thick concrete yeah, door. It was no incredible. Way. no way. It was incredible. So that's a quickie. Yeah, that no, but something that I realized is something because you mentioned earlier about being a medium is when the energies align and like they meet up, you know, do mm -hmm. they sense you? Is that why these things occur when you're around? You know? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. I have had paranormal, whatever you want to call it, people call it yeah. paranormal, to me it's normal, activity in every home, every apartment I've ever Maybe. lived in, and these things had nothing to do with the actual space. Mm. So in other words, it wasn't like my apartment in Queens wasn't haunted, but these yeah. things came with me and this is all before I even knew actively that I was a medium and this has been since I'm a little girl every single house I've lived in and we moved around quite a bit and the house I live in now we've been having activity here lately for the past three months that's been oh. completely off the hook um, yeah. but yeah so it follows me but also sometimes you get an energetic imprint and it's an entity that's in you know a discarnate means mm -hmm. nobody energy yeah. that's in the particular space so this was definitely someone that was incarcerated there when I went down the first time the energy was trying to connect when I hopped mm -hmm. on that other tour he was able to literally open the door and invite me in to his cell and that's oh, how wow. I felt that I was being invited in but to hear that's the woman amazing. yell, oh, my God, she's yeah. going in there. That it was would have hysterical. been me, Rita. I literally, if you did that in front <laughs> of me, I'd been like, Rita senses it. I'm running. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have done the same I thing. Done this, I would have announced it, too. Like, what is this girl doing? I, I would actually think you're possessed. I'm like, oh, my God, this girl's going in the cell. <laughs> we all got to go. We got to go. Oh my god! I can't. Oh, I can't. Great. The thing is, knowing you, I know you would. That's yeah. Exactly. That's why I love it so much. <laughs> Whatever you would do, I would do the opposite of. I was like, oh, she, she it's, it's, it's definitely here. I'm out. Oh my oh, god! I yeah. can't imagine. Yeah, you probably made that tour experience for them though so, so much more entertaining though. Oh my because god! Because I would love to do something like that with your. It, like Ability. with your energy, like that, the things that are drawn to you, that must have been so interesting for like what a story to tell. I know. Most you know? Definitely. If I was in that, oh my god! <laughs> if anyone like I felt like were like skeptical about that and then witnessed that, I'd be like, yep, I like I can't deny that. Like, yeah. well, that's like, why I love this. Open that door. You know, you yes. you can't make that up. That's how you no. know that it's it's real. It's energy. Energy doesn't yeah. die. It just changes form. Mm -hmm. It mutates into something yeah. else. Um, oh. Another off the hook haunted it. location <laughs> it's called the shanley hotel now this is located a little bit upstate new york in the uh oh. the shawangunk mountain area in a town okay. called little sleepy town called napanak now i had heard about this from a friend of mine who went mm -hmm. a psychic friend said rita you have to go psychic activity everywhere i'm like don't tell me anything let me go and, like, and see what i get yeah so this place you have to go on an organized uh hunt Mm -hmm. And you stay overnight, and everybody that's staying in the hotel, or at least back then, uh, the purpose was just to do the investigation. So you would go around with someone for, th for the first few hours. It started at 10. Uh, it was over at, like, I think, 1 in the morning. But then after that, you were free to roam and, and explore okay. wherever you wanted in this place. Outside, very creepy looking, and they left it that way because they didn't want to fresh paint it and make it look all pretty. They left mm -hmm. it kind of looking a little run down right. now here's another place i know nothing about it except my friend went and had experiences and that's all i wanted to know so um we had actually set up we were going to set up equipment in our particular room turns out we were so tired from investigating the building all night we never even got to do that we didn't have to we had enough stuff going on in the building um so what happened was during the actual investigation um we connected with uh a child there named Rosie who had passed away uh, 
in a nearby well. She fell dead a well and, and she died. And her energy was pretty much all over the place. Um, they use, uh, the, the guides, they use flashlights, right? And you ask a question and if the flashlight goes on and off, mm. it's whether or not you're connecting. Some people don't necessarily feel that that's a good way to do it, but sometimes that's what you have, aside from using ghost boxes and things like that. We went to this other area upstairs, top floor. And I walked into this area and I, I said to my husband, we weren't even married at the time, and I'm like, oh, this is incredible. Now, I don't know where uh, I am in the, you know, we're just going yeah. through the tour. So it's dark. We have everything, you know, dark so we can see what's going on. They've got flashlights going. And there weren't that many of us. There were only a handful of us on this particular tour. I think there were only five of us, and that's counting um, me and my husband. And all of a sudden, somebody grabs my rear end. Like, hello? So I looked in my heart. You know, my husband's standing over. It's dark, <laughs> so I can't see very well. And I looked at my husband, and I said, what the hell did you do that for? And he goes, do what? <laughs> like get and a little he, sexy. <laughs> yeah, I said, you grabbed my rear end. And he goes, Rita, and even the tour guide says, oh, honey, no, he's standing here with me. Now, I'm the only one on this side of the room. What I don't know yet is this was another bordello. Okay, I don't know this yet because he hasn't even started to explain what's hap what happened in this room. This particular section of the hotel back in the day, uh, especially during um, the 20s, was used as a bordello, right? I'm connecting with somebody. I don't know who yet. Hmm. Turns out who this person was, his name was John Powers. He was a bootlegger. Not the nicest of men, okay? Used the services of the ladies upstairs. Hmm. Excuse my language. Grabbed my ass. <laughs> rude. <Okay>? Rude. <laughs> Grabbed it like you wouldn't believe, right? Yeah. Then we go down to this other section called the gentlemen's quarters where they would sleep a lot of people. And I'm getting names and things, and the tour guide's not talking about these people that I'm getting. And I'm, I'm getting names and how people passed, and they're like, the guide's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, mm -hmm. I had a conversation with the owner at the time. His name was Sal. He has since passed away, and they resold, but they're still doing ghost hunts. So I say to the owner, I said, listen, all the years you've had the place, you know, have you heard of this spirit and this spirit and this spirit? And he goes, that's my family. So I was connecting with, in, for some reason, in this one room, I'm not getting the people that are associated always with the hauntings. I tapped yeah. into a bunch of his family members. And yeah. <laughs> he's looking at me and he's like, I know those names, but not from here. And I said, well, this is who I've got. And I yeah. actually, and this man wasn't even on the tour with us. He was the owner. I reached out to him the next morning. Yeah. And I wound up connecting in this, the activity. It was just, the energy was just, wow. oh my God, it's like a portal there. This hotel yeah. is a portal for the other wow. side. It was crazy. So Whoa. I connected with a bunch of his family members. Yeah. And then I had some of my equipment with me. I had my EMF meter with me and in certain spots it was going off the hook. And that's where you would feel, especially in one room upstairs, it's definitely a portal to the other side. Um, yeah. it, w it was an incredible experience. So I, <laughs> I tell him all of these things. Turns out, yes. Then yeah. we're upstairs on another level, and I hear I'm, I'm hearing this man named Joe. And Joe was a gangster. I remember this like yesterday. He was a gangster, yeah. and he was a muscle man. He was the muscle man for his gang. Oh, okay. And I heard him come through because I hear him walking. We're in one room. I jump up. I go, I got to go out in the hallway, people. I left the tour. I'm out in the hallway, and I hear him walking down the hallway, clinking the change in his pocket. And I hear the clinking, and I hear the clinking, and I hear the clinking, and I'm hearing the name Joe. And I said to the, the tour person, I'm like, who is Joe? And they said, oh, Joe is a gangster. And I said, oh, Joe is a muscle man. So if somebody owed debt or whatever, he's the one that, did the bad mm -hmm. things to you and yeah. he was very restless and he was pacing all up and down the hallways while I was there they weren't hearing it but I I totally heard oh, it okay. I told yeah so it was that was he was definitely yeah. locked on to me in that particular moment and I'm um, curious actually because mm -hmm. you were saying how like you hear like the names and everything like mm -hmm. do you like because I remember when we because we actually 
not on our episode, but me and you had a reading at one point. And I know that like something that you've told me or like when we had our reading, you had like the letter A and like that. And I was like, oh, like the name that I had in mind was like Alton or something. Do you like when when they're saying these names, you hear like the full names, like when someone's like in your ear. Yeah, it? It like, how does that sound? I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't remember when I read you. Were we doing tarot yeah. only or mediumship? We were doing tarot only, but you just okay. happened to be like. I see an A on the top of your head, and I was like, that's okay. wild. <laughs> see, no, but but just, that's it, completely different. Yeah. That yeah. is me in psychic mode. That is yeah. not me okay. connecting with the other side. Oh, that's no, psychic okay. mode. So in my psychic mode, I can get things like initials and things like that. Mm, that's based okay. off my intuitive ability. When I'm okay. connecting with the other side, that's them. If they're going to oh, give me their name, okay. they're going to give me their name. They're not going to mess mm. around with a letter. You know, I'm Got not it. one of those okay. mediums that says they're saying the letter A, Agnes, Annie, which do you relate to? No. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. I was oh, doing mediumship, okay. that's why I was an evidential medium. I don't want that mm. nonsense. If you're going to connect Got with it. me and, and you're giving me a that's name, it. I need mm. the name. I need the whole and they're name. They're whispering this to you? Like, how are they? Like, do you like, do you hear, like, let's say if it's a man, do you hear a man's voice or is it like, do you need, like, what does that sound like? Yeah, I'm so okay. curious. How you um, get, I'm like, going to tell you. Message. Yeah, yes. I'm excited. <laughs> that ability is called clear audience. That means yes. clear hearing. Now, this can come in two ways to a medium and it can come in two ways to me too. Sometimes I will hear things, but it's in my own voice. Okay. I'm still okay. hearing it, but it's in my own voice. That was early on in my mediumship. Okay. As I progressed and became even more open and honing my skills and learning how to build a better dialogue with the other side, mm -hmm. many times I would hear it in the other person's voice. Quick example, wow. I was reading in a restaurant, doing readings in a restaurant, Runyon's in Seaford. This was the first time it happened to me that I heard it that way. This has got to be like nine, eight, nine years, maybe eight years ago. I'm reading this woman in the restaurant. I'm connecting with her uncle, and in my ear, that I literally jumped from the table, in my ear, I hear this in exactly this voice, tell her it's Nick. So I hear this, oh I look at this woman, and I said, I have a man here, I said, he's not your brother, I think he might be an uncle, I said, and he just went, tell her it's Nick, and she almost fainted. This guy had a gravelly voice. He had had like throat cancer. And oh. it, I heard it in my ear as if he was sitting next to me that it was so daunting for me. I jumped. And that's, yeah. that was the beginning of my clear audience ability. So I started to hear oh. things in the people's voices. Okay. okay. So yeah, accents, that's, foreign words, oh all that God. stuff. Yeah, that's, that's wild. But you also yeah. said that what is the term for when you can smell the things? I know you said you smelled alcohol earlier. Yeah, well, yeah, that's cl oh gosh, now you now I'm blanking. Sorry. I mean, it's the Claire Augustus. <laughs> the one that I don't yes. have is I have every Claire except the one for taste. I don't have the taste yes. one, oh, but I have okay, every other yeah. one. And I believe, oh my God, COVID brain. I had COVID, and my memory is not what it used to be. Oh, um, okay. Seriously, my my oh. COVID brain is hitting me. But I'm pretty sure that's Claire Augustus. I think that's the smell one. But okay. that is one of the that is one of the clairs. The only one that I do yes. lack is taste. I don't ever taste anything, but I get the smells very strongly. Oh. And and did all these abilities come to you like within age? Because I do know you said certain things like popped up during like hormonal periods of your life. Or yeah. did this all come at once, you know? Like yeah. no, did it just kind of all gradually come? Mm -hmm. What happened? Well, I didn't realize I had the, I knew I was psychic from from childhood, yes. but I didn't know mm -hmm. that I had mediumship ability. And that started to manifest in my late 40s uh, with my menopause. Yes, and like literally, I'm the menopausal yeah, medium yeah. of Massapequa. I love and, that. Um, seriously, <laughs> like favorite. that's what my I favorite. was. Uh, the yeah. hormonal shift did something. And during tarot readings, I was connecting and saying things that had nothing to do with the cards. And the person would be like, well, yeah, everything, yeah, I get it. But that person's on the other side. They're dead. And I was like, oh, gosh. <laughs> Before that, I was starting to pick up aura around yes. people, and I thought I had a brain tumor and a, you know, or, or a vision thing, and it, it just started to happen organically. It was nothing that I ever sought out or, or said, oh, yeah. one day, let me be a medium and study it. No, it didn't happen that way. Um, yeah. Tarot was my, was my world, and mm -hmm. the tarot cards opened up a portal. But yes, the mm -hmm. hormonal shift. And in doing a lot of work with young people, which I still do, uh, mm -hmm. even though I'm not actively a medium, when I'm mentoring some of my younger students, I always have them track when are they noticing that the activity around them is heightened. And you will find that many times it is 
pre, uh, premenstrual cycle, yeah. as oh, right before I their see. period. Yeah. It will start to get a little bit more heightened. And some of my students noticed that their abilities increased after they got their period for the first time. So I'm wow. a firm believer for females that the there's definitely a hormonal link. Something. Is there anything written about this in books? Don't know, don't care. I'm just going yeah. from my own experience. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I just... I mean, you've taught us so much. <laughs> I know. Like, I feel like, I, like, I feel like you've opened my third eye. <laughs> I just feel I like, know. I just feel like it's just so interesting to me, the experiences that you've had and the places that you've been. And just, like, I'm just so grateful that we got to meet you. Like, I, I believe things happen for a reason. And even with the first episode when we, like, met you, we talked about this. It was yeah. just, like, we kind of put the energy out there hoping that, you know, you'd be reciprocated to be yeah. like, I want to be on. And the fact that we've had this, like, amazing friendship and just, I like, know. keep it going. I'm just so excited that you, like, have been on today to share these stories with us. Oh, I know. me too. Seriously. This was so much fun. I know. I, I always know. enjoy talking to you. I'm just like, no one can, like, see our faces right now. But literally, my mouth is open the entire time. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, I can't even handle We're these We're so threads. expressive. It's ridiculous. <laughs> and it's like, it's just, it's just so nice. I mean, we don't need to have an excuse just to record with you. Like, yeah. I love talking to you off the mic as well. Oh like, you God. just have such an amazing presence. And people who, like, want to know your information, like always, please follow it on our website. Yeah. Vogeltwins.com. Uh, I always think it's podcast.com. <laughs> I need to, I didn't have COVID, but I must have COVID brain somehow. <laughs> But the vogeltwins.com, you'll find all of Rita's information. Yes. Like, it's just been, like, such a treat to have you on, Rita. Yeah. I'm and so also, excited. I wanted to highlight, too, she doesn't, she no longer does mediumship anymore. Yes. So if you were right. to reach out to her, it's for either crystal healings or anything with or tarot. tarot readings. And she also does or a lot of, like, teaching classes or private exactly. mentoring, you know, yeah, to help no. you hone your skills. I'm all about that. And just really mm -hmm. quick before you go, what I want to yeah, say is a lot of people go to mediums and they're very disappointed. And they mm -hmm. spend a lot of money, and it, it. This is why sometimes people don't believe because not everyone mm -hmm. out there is ethical. So mm -hmm. my goal now, since I'm taking a break from this work indefinitely, probably forever, is to make people realize that this is something that you can do yourself. Everybody has mm -hmm. psychic ability. If you want to train to do it, you can. See, it just happened to me. I didn't ask for it, but there are mm -hmm. things that you can do to open yourself up, and then you're not disappointed and you're not laying out money and you feel that you've been mm -hmm. quote unquote taken. If that makes yeah. sense. Oh, no, totally. Beautiful way to wrap up this episode. I know, like, Rita. I just love everything you've taught us, and I can't wait to share your gifts with our audience and yeah. the world. Like, you are such a special human being. Thank you again so much for being on. We appreciate you so much. I know. Thank, thank you thank so you. much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And this was a lot of fun, guys. I yes, always do. <laughs> always. All right. See you guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.